three recent major exhibitions, Women in Revolt at Tate Britain, Three Sisters at the Barbican Art Gallery and Ridiculous at the Nottingham Contemporary, as well as the first solo show by a woman artist at the main gallery of the RA, Marina Abramovich, suggests that art institutions in the UK are belatedly engaging with feminist practice. Part of this overdue wave, if that's what it is, might be French-born US artist Nicole Eisenman's show at London's Whitechapel Gallery, a retrospective which looks at 30 years of the artist's work. Orit Gatt has been walking that show called What Happened from where she sends her latest voice notes. Out the window, the moon is full and bright, and the hands of the wear artist have already turned into hairy paws. It must be hard to hold the paintbrush that way, but then what else could you do? This painting, made in 2007 and called Wear Artist, is a personal reflection by American painter Nicole Eisenman on what making art must feel like. But then, have we not all been the wear artist at some point, feeling our hands become wolf-like, cumbersome, hard to use in front of something we want dearly, something that feels hard, maybe impossible, definitely scary. Still, we try. There's a famous feminist saying that the personal is political. The personal is one way into this exhibition. Nicole Eisenman, What Happened? at the Whitechapel Gallery in London. These paintings and sculptures about art and life are what makes Eisenman's work so compelling. While they touch on global politics, they also feature herself and friends and lovers and never look away from how these relationships happen within a society. Two paintings from 2008 and 2009 show Eisenman and her friends, like artists Ulrika Muller and A.K. Burns, sitting in beer gardens. It's where we go to socialize, to commiserate about how the world is a messed up place, Eisenman describes. The spaces are quite dark, even though you can see the fairy lights hanging from the trees in the full-to-the-brim gardens. Many of the figures don't seem to relate to one another. They are paintings of proximity, but not intimacy. Still, they feature Eisenman in a self-portrait with her friends because in Eisenman's painting, the messed up place she is talking about is very populated. There's another bar painting, which is my favorite, called Sloppy Barroom Kiss from 2011. In the front of the canvas, there are two people embracing in a drunken, tired way. Their heads lean on the table, melting into one another. There are three empty drink bottles on the table and in the background is the bar itself, with a stern-looking bartender and two patrons sitting alone on stools. There's the sign, bar, in the window, in a bright, creamy yellow, and one table with three male customers, and then this couple, alone, in their own world. If I make it sound romantic, that's because it is. In Morning Studio 2016, there are two women, one of them shirtless, entangled in an embrace on a couch. Next to them, there's a milk crate with an empty tuna can used as an ashtray. In the background is a projection of a desktop with that familiar Apple Galaxy screensaver. They're lying in the light of those digital stars. It's a familiar view of the artist's studio, the crappy furniture, the milk crate used for a stand, the prominence of the computer screen, and of life distracting from work. The romance is somehow realistic. Eisenman makes work that truly draws on the day-to-day, but also reflects the politics of the day. In the penultimate room of the exhibition, 
This close attention Eisenman pays to people around her is directed at the politics of today. This show features a model of procession, the massive sculpture Eisenman made for the 2019 Whitney Biennial in New York. It was meant to go on the museum's huge terrace, but Eisenman, along with other artists in the Biennial, threatened to pull it from the show unless Warren Canders, who owns a chemical weapon company that produces tear gas used against protesters in the U.S., Turkey, and Palestine, among many other places, resigned from the museum's board. After he did, this work, which features a huge group of people carrying weighty objects, has become symbolic of artists' resistance. Here, it is on view next to the painting Tea Party from 2011, in which a group of preppers are sitting in a bunker. They seem totally exhausted with life, and they should really be careful with the dynamite and guns that they're handling there. There's a general sense of tragedy that envelops us sometimes when we think, or think enough, about how terrible the world we live in is. In Eisenman's work, this tragedy blends again with life. The show concludes with a massive reproduction of her recent painting, The Abolitionists in the Park. It shows a group of people, including some of Eisenman's friends, in front of City Hall in New York City. They are occupying the park as a coalition of activists associated with the Black Lives Matter movement and the call to defund the New York City Police Department. It's the perfect conclusion to an exhibition called What Happened, another example of Eisenman's special mix of the personal, her friends, her city, her lifetime, with the historical political context. The two are always intertwined. The abolitionists share that final room with Maker's Muck from 2022. A sculpture of a sculptor at work at a potter's wheel. It's kinetic, but the only thing that's moving is the shapeless blob of muck against the five chunky fingers of the sculptor. It's massive, more than life-size, and it takes up the whole room. It's dusty and messy and is named after the paint tube called Muck a shade of cement-like gray made by the maker's company, which is scattered all over the sculpture. Spread next to the figure are other small sculptures, leftover chunks of muck and other accoutrements of making. It's funny and charming, and it touches on the ridiculous that there's a large motor in there just for the wheel to turn and make this haunting, clunky noise as the muck touches the fingers, to be honest, more like five thumbs, of this massive sculpture working on its sculpture. I look at this and remember the sexy pottery scene in the movie Ghosts with the Mee Moore and Patrick Swayze. He's shirtless, she's not wearing any trousers, as she guides his hands over the pottery wheel. I then think about the sculpture's chubby thumbs. It's still romantic, at least to me, because Eisenman feels like the wear artist and sees that sloppy barkis and reflects the messed upness of the world. Her work is political and pays all this attention to the world around her, but there's also this side to it. Intimate, sweet, joyful, funny, and just a little bit grotesque. It feels like the truest and best version of the world I could imagine. Orit Gat there and Nicole Eisenman, What Happened? runs at Whitechapel Gallery until January 14th. <laughs> 